0: Hi everyone. It's Shanda Wall. and on this week's episode of the Leadership Habit podcast, I sat down with Nancy Marmaleho, who is an award-winning Latinx executive coach and keynote speaker who teaches leaders and entrepreneurs how to tap into their deep genius. That one of a kind combination of innate strengths, life experiences, and learned expertise that only you, only you can bring to the table. And let me tell you a little bit more about Nancy. As the founder of TalentAndGenius.com, she's committed over 15 years to uncovering what makes us great and putting that into a compelling, authentic message, founder stories, leadership training, communication skills, development, and personal brands. She's a popular speaker at leadership conferences and business events. Her work has been featured in Forbes, The Huffington Post, Latina, Univision, Smart Money, Redbook, I could go on. And her clients include leaders in the hospitality industry, engineering, aerospace, global consulting teams, and so many more. Now, I hope you enjoy our conversation as Nancy and I sit down and talk about how you can develop and tap into your deep genius. Hi, everyone. It's Jen DeWall. And on this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, I'm sitting down with Nancy Marmalejo, an executive coach and keynote speaker. And today we're going to talk about how to tap into your deep genius and discover the strengths of your team. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's great to have you. Jen, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much. So Nancy, how did this, how do you even start to maybe become interested in the subject of finding a deep genius? I mean, it's a big conceptual topic and, but I know it's important, but tell us
1: about a little bit about yourself and your journey. Sure. Um, You know, I, I look at the word genius and if you look it up in the dictionary, it doesn't just mean that you have a super high IQ or this extraordinary intellectual ability. It also means extraordinary creative or other natural abilities And so I truly believe that we all walk around with extraordinary natural abilities. It's just a matter of seeing them, finding them, claiming them. My very first career, I worked as a teacher and my students were the kids who were falling through the cracks and the system really wasn't there to champion their success, unfortunately. And I would look at each one of them just so deeply and look at their life experience, look at their innate strengths, look at the things that I could see they were doing well and reflect that back to them. And suddenly there was a whole different way of viewing themselves as students, as just members of society. And I, I, when I started my business, which was a few, quite a few, well, a few years ago, I'll just say I'll drop that (laughs) over a decade. Um, You know, I took that concept to work with business owners and professionals and leadership organizations to show people we have so many folks just walking around not understanding their value and 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 sort of being gaslit to think that they're not all that they are. So that's that's my mission and that's that's what I'm out here you know pre- preaching the gospel of deep genius.
0: Oh my, But it's such an important gospel and it's such an important message. I think about even where I was at earlier in my career, I would have benefited so much from hearing someone say, hey, you may have gotten some feedback and you may have really taken that personally and used that to make assumptions about yourself and your capabilities. But guess what? That's not actually true. It doesn't have to be true. And let's maybe challenge that. Like, I think that, you know, you don't realize that when you're even starting your career or even when you're starting in a new company, you don't realize that we can still be malleable, that we don't have to take on like the pain, feedback, whatever that is, and use that to dull our light. And that it's also not cocky to like talk about your deep genius. I just think the work that you're doing is, is so important. What do you see as the biggest problem with work today in terms of understanding deep genius, or maybe just getting people to be, to be able to identify their own values?
1: Well, the 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 feedback that I get when I deliver workshops or keynotes or any kind of trainings with, especially in corporate environments, is people always come back to me and they say, nobody's ever bothered to find out more about me. What people are doing is looking at what's on paper. You know, the resume is great, but it doesn't tell everything. And when we find out Like we, here's an example. This one is real easy. Like when we find out that somebody is a student athlete and, you know, we see these people in the Olympics and they're, you know, they're winning gold medals and they're in medical school and they're, you know, valedictorians. It's like, wow, that person has some amazing capabilities and some amazing leadership and some self-discipline. We can put that all together. Just that same way, there are things in our lives where we're the equivalent of an Olympic gold medalist or, um, you know, in med school or valedictorians. What are the things that we have have done in life, the life experiences that we have had? Sometimes it's not necessarily things that you want everybody that everybody um you know, finds out from your LinkedIn profile, but it's having that understanding that we bring life experiences. We bring innate strengths, We might have some different kinds of trainings and all of that puts us together into a very unique, valuable bundle, not being able to have the space to expose that and explore that I think is one of the biggest problems that we have. Yeah. And it's that, you know, looking at
0: that resume, it's, It's so limiting, right? A resume, how could I possibly put my personality into a resume? I don't know if I would then make it colorful, maybe have it scented. You know, there is so much that's missing, right? It's very flat. I mean, it's a piece of paper, but it's very flat. And I also, you know, I'm curious what your thoughts are too. Like one of the problems around not only leaders or organizations maybe taking the time to get to know someone at a human level through their diversity, but also that as individuals, I know for me, sometimes if I wasn't achieving an award, if I wasn't doing something grand, like being picked to be on a committee or something, oftentimes I also I'm like, well, I guess if they want someone that's like that and I'm not that, then I guess I don't produce value. Right. So I guess I thought of, as you said, and use those examples of the athletes, like I'm not winning gold medals. So what value do I have? You know, I think sometimes that's easy to believe or to start to tell yourself. So right. Let's dive into like what a deep genius is. What is understanding our deep genius? Because we're going to help our audience really understand how to tap into that today. So how do we discover a deep genius? And before we get there, what is it?
1: Sure. And, and, and let's just pretend that we're all in a workshop together. or I'm, I'm guiding you through one of the, the deep genius um, events and exercises because that's, that's really where it gets fun. So you want to think about a couple of different things one is that we all have innate strengths we all have things that come easy to us there're things that we know how to do without knowing how we know how does that make sense you know it's like yes. what do you know without yes. knowing how you know it
0: it's i think that's a strange like when i think about people are like oh jen you you do speaking and you like that and that is honestly one of the things for myself like i don't know how I can do it. I'm not trying to be cocky in it. It's just something I feel very comfortable in. And I could not tell you how. Yes. Uh, you know. So well, we have people awesome. who are yeah.
1: naturally good with numbers, naturally good with taking things apart and putting them back together again, naturally good at sensing how others are feeling. You can look back at when you were a kid and these are things that you've just always had and have always been true for you. Maybe there's a natural sense of design and aesthetic or a natural sense of engineering and understanding how things Work. These are innate strengths, innate gifts that we have, and they could be either a skill, such as something that you know how to do. Like I've always loved to write, and I've always and, and I was I was talking. Like my mom told me that when I was little, I just started talking. There was no baby talk. There was no. It's like I went from like you know a baby to like hey how you doing everybody and so like I have a grown child here what (laughs) yeah yeah it's like there was just I just went into that it was like I you know and she reflected that back to me when I was older and I thought oh you know that's I I felt comfortable. Teaching and talking in front of others before I even knew what that was. Uh, Some people I notice have this amazing sense of empathy. They could just look and sense somebody. Um, Other people have the the leadership. You know, they're not afraid to take charge, the daredevil, the adventurer, all of these things. And whether it's nature or nurture, there's so many sources of it. It just is. So that's the first piece of it is Things that you're innately great at, those things that you know how to do without really knowing how you know how to do those.
0: So do here's our message, right. Right. right? right. To right now, everyone, like you have an innate strength. You right. have an innate strength. Even if you're driving in your car and you're thinking or comparing yourself to someone else, you absolutely have an innate strength.
1: No, just think Start of those things what? that you're the go-to person for, or they come easily and naturally to you. And what what happens more often than not is we overlook these because they come so naturally just like, Oh, come on. That's so easy. Well, when I hire a plumber and pay plumber prices, you know, that take the person two seconds to fix something. I think to myself, Oh my gosh, but they have that, they have that gift. You know, I, I it's, it's easy for them, but not easy for me. So I can say, Oh my gosh, you know, you're so, you're so talented. You just did that. They might not think, well, I just, you know, I, it was nothing. Or somebody who's naturally, um, you know, a speaker or a writer or a leader, somebody else might look at them and say, I just don't know how you do that. And they say, I just I just do it. They might think everybody can do that. Well, not everybody can do it. What happens is we can't always see it in ourselves. You know, our, our eyes are on the inside looking out. We, our eyes aren't on the outside looking in. And one thing I always tell people is imagine what it's like when you're in a store and you see yourself on the security camera. So it's like, oh, do I look like that? You start standing <laughs> up a little straight. Target,
0: when I'm checking out, I'm like, is this what I look like? Yeah, like,
1: oh, <laughs> gosh, I'm going to pull that stomach in or you know, stand <laughs> straight. And, and, and so it's like suddenly we're aware of ourselves or, oh, look at me. I look pretty good. Um, we We don't see ourselves. Sometimes it's helpful for somebody else. That's why when I, when I do deep genius, um, you know, any kind of workshops around this, I love having a group and getting people into small groups and breakout sessions and, and pairing up with somebody and, and just reflecting these things back and forth because we can't always see it in ourselves. So that, so that's the first part is the, the innate, the innate piece. Um, There, there are two other two other areas where I advise people to look. So I'll share those too. Yeah. Okay. So I also encourage you to look at your life experiences Life experiences teach us things. And whether it's the highs or the lows, um, the birth of a child, falling in love, it, it, we find about, I never knew I could love so much. I never knew my heart could burst open. Um, caring for somebody in the end of life stages, um, the loss of a loved one, is that that deep grief. What did it teach you? What is something that you, you maybe you thought I could never go on? And then you found out that you can uh, you know, where I am in California and you know you're in Colorado, we are just uh, you know wildfires happening all around us. There has been loss, there has been catastrophe. And what some people find out is I never knew I could be the the support system that I am, or I never knew I could uh, get through um, a, a natural disaster. So many different things or maybe, you know, traveling or living abroad, having, um, you know, live, move from one country to another, being an immigrant. We have life experiences that show us things about ourselves. And I encourage people to take an inventory and look and see what are the strengths that were gifted to you as a result of that experience, whether it was something that was difficult or something that was really beautiful and joyful. What
0: a great place to start. I think, you know, what comes to mind for me is that what you're saying is that no matter who you are, look for your, you know, your highs, your lows, and the messages that can come out. And I think sometimes people miss out on those life experiences. And I'm, I'm curious if you agree, because we often, when we look at the lows or the lessons in life, I feel like I, right. Sometimes I compare myself to someone else. And so then I minimize my experience because it doesn't seem as difficult, tragic, you know, X glory, like amazing as someone else is So again, it's that like, Ugly cycle of not even of missing out on that opportunity to learn, because I'm somehow saying my life experience wasn't what someone else's
1: was. I right. curious, do you see that a lot with your clients? Yeah, and I think it's part of it is sharing the stories and having somebody else, you know tell me a story about a difficult time in your life and you know what came out of it, and you tell that story, and the person who's listening to you sharing starts spotting other things. It's like, wow, I see creativity, I see leadership, I see innovation. I see resilience, and they start reflecting back to you things that you might not have taken inventory. And that's where we start to build this understanding that there's more to us than what it says on the performance review or what it says on the resume. And one, one of the metaphors I like to use is I, I where I live, I'm near the redwood forests in Northern California. And so I go hiking through the redwoods. And one of the things about redwood trees is that their, their bark is fire resistant, which is interesting. Um, And you wonder, I wonder why their bark is fire resistant, you know, trees, If there's a fire. They actually, it's hard for, for a redwood tree to completely burn down there. You will go through the forest and you'll see these black scars all over the trees because fire has touched it, but it, it continues on. And so, one thing I look at it and I think, wow, that is resilience. I'm going to I go hiking through the redwoods to remind myself of any trauma or pain I've experienced. And I'm looking at this tree standing tall and mighty and think to myself, okay, I can rise too. What are the strengths I brought along? And, and interestingly enough, with redwood trees, they're little seed cones. The only way those seeds can get released is their intense heat. So it's like they have to experience that fire, that, that, that what could be like that hardship in order to even go on. There's so many, there's so many lessons that you can get. I think oh that's God. why people love hiking in the redwood forest is you just like feel the wisdom of the earth all around you. What a, um, Wow.
0: I, I had no idea. And that often that makes me, you know, think of a diamond. I know that a diamond comes to be through pressure, but I had no idea that redwood seeds needed that heat to be able to grow in, but yet they also are, wow, beautiful stories about resilience and growth and overcoming adversity.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, Think about (laughs) about that in our own life stories. Like where have we had to go through that? You know? Um, And then, and then the last piece that I ask people to look at is, okay, well, let's look at some of your formal training and how has that meshed with your innate gifts? How has that meshed with your life experience? And I think, well, people have probably heard the story of this uh, college dropout who had this beautiful sense of aesthetics, but was also very um, strong willed. Some people might say kind of a jerk, but a visionary and strong willed and the sense of aesthetics who had the life experiences of traveling and going on a spiritual journey and then had the training in electronics and in calligraphy, oddly enough. And then this person dropped out of college and ended up um, partnering with another person to start a computer company that introduced us to beautiful fonts and a minimalist aesthetic. And this sense of design that prior to that, you did not equate computers with beautiful lettering and a sense of design, or even the shape and and size of the computer or the various devices that this company came out with and their aesthetic. So do you know who it is that I'm talking about? I
0: mean, that's gotta be Steve Jobs.
1: It's Steve Jobs. Yeah. He had a background in calligraphy. That That is a new one. (laughs) He took calligraphy in college. He was like a total, like in college, he was just like, you know, I'm just going to take calligraphy, you know, but it, he fell in love with fonts. So what, it, so what happened when, when Apple computer started is we started exploring beautiful lettering. We can thank that, you know, thank him for that. And, and so we look at these different um, life experiences. I think about um, uh, Malala who at the age of 14 was shot in the face for being a, a proponent of education for girls in her country. And, and now she is a, 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 you know, an international spokesperson for education for girls, women's rights. Um, I mean, there are so, you know, her life experience and all the things that came out of her presented us with this leader. And she couldn't be where she was now if she didn't have this natural um, curiosity and leadership capability. If she wasn't, you know, mentored, her father was a teacher and, and and created a school for girls. And her life experience of this horrific, horrific act of violence that then made her become uh, just the symbol of of a movement worldwide. So we have so many different things that place us where we are now as as geniuses. Without really, we didn't set out and say, okay, I'm going to be this it's, it's just following the trajectory of life and paying attention to how these three components are all acting together.
0: I love that. Okay. So deep genius for those that are still is the combination or the, you know, the combination of our natural abilities our life experiences and then maybe our education and skills development or just development in that way. And so that combination brings us to where we are today and it leads us on our path for where we can go tomorrow or how we can continue to evolve. Why don't people connect with it? Like what do you see? Why why don't people connect with it or how do we get lost from being able to see our deep genius?
1: I just don't think we have enough opportunities to even have the conversation or do the exploration. And well, and then also what I said before is like, we don't always see it in ourselves, but then again, what, you know, you just mentioned like the resume and the education, we look at the school, we look at the, you know, like, oh, they went to that school. We better hire them. That means they're good. Mm. Not necessarily. Uh, there are people who, you know, if you look at somebody who didn't come from the right school, that they have this life experience that is far more valuable than, than the institution or the degree that they received, or they have this innate combination of gifts that you think, wow, that is, you don't, you don't see that often. So if we're only going by what's on paper, that's something I, I gave a workshop to a, a, a large aerospace organization that, um, They send people, you know, to outer space. We should know who they are. Four letters. Anyhow, they um, and at the end of this, we were giving feedback and somebody had said, I wish this was part of our onboarding process. I wish that when we step foot into this company, somebody would just find these things out about us because there is they think, oh, we don't have the talent for that. We have to keep seeking. We have to find all these people. And the talent is right under our noses. We just need to take a moment. I think it saves a lot of money to just find out what are the assets and the the gems that we have right here. Dig a little deeper into who is currently here right now, as opposed to saying, oh, we, we, we lack this. Let's go on this big, expensive quest to find that position. When meanwhile, it was right there and that person sitting next to you, you just didn't have the opportunity or the the structure to find it out. Yeah, you
0: you may not have asked. It could be that simple. You just never asked. Crosscom is a global organization dedicated to developing effective leaders. Companies all over the world have seen their managers transformed into leaders through our award-winning and accredited leadership development programs. Our signature BPM program provides interactive management training with a results-oriented curriculum and prime networking opportunities. If you're interested in learning more about our flagship program and developing your managers into leaders, please visit our website to find a leadership trainer near you. Or maybe you yourself have always wanted to train and develop others. Crescom is a global franchise with ownership opportunities available throughout the world. If you have ever thought about being your own boss, owning your own business and leveraging your leadership experience to impact businesses and leaders in your community, Crescom may be the right fit for you. We're looking for professional executives who are looking for a change and want to make a difference in people's lives. Learn more about our franchise opportunity on the Own a Franchise page of our website at crestcom.com. How do you start to begin this journey to tackle understanding your own deep genius? Like, how do you, you know, figure out? Like, okay, now that I'm looking at this, like, especially if you're still stuck with maybe the limitation, believing that. Your education or your degrees or your something makes you qualified. How do you start to maybe peel back to be able to see this more inclusive sense of value that represents the three components?
1: Well, some people can do it on their own. And there's a self awareness that allows them to say, oh, look at that. I see this about myself. Boom, there I go. Other people, you really need to, you know, whether it's in uh, with a, a partner or a coach, or a group of people, there's something about being seen by somebody else, having that space of being able to um, be, have somebody reflect back to you what it is that they're seeing and hearing. That's very valuable. Or if a person just can commit to doing some self-reflection and understanding that that, that little voice is going to pop up every now and then saying, you have no right to claim that. No, that's not valuable. Everybody can do that. You're not the one. You're a fake. All of that imposter talk, all of that I'm a fake talk. Understand that that might come up and just keep doing it anyhow. Just just for fun. Just just to hear I would tell my clients, it's like, just humor me. Just humor me and write it down. Okay. Let's just pretend that we could put that inner critic uh, in the other room for a moment and and you know what can we do to just honestly get an assessment. And so once we I I I'll tell people just just write it in three columns. Here's your innate gifts, and here's your life experience, and here's your education, and start looking at it. And the fun part, and this is this is the part that I like the most, is when you just start looking for unusual combinations. Where are the unusual combinations, and what does that say about you? So a few years back, I was at a leadership conference for women in engineering, and I had them pair up. This is when we were in person. Uh, we I had them pair up and it was so interesting because I, before the conference, somebody said to me, um, Oh, they won't like this. This is no engineers. They're going to want you to just be straightforward. Tell them what to do. Let them go out. They don't want to think they don't want. And I said, Oh, you're, you know, you're kind of generalizing, but let's, I don't know. Let's see. Cause they accepted my proposal for the conference. So maybe they'll like it. Well, first of all, it was standing room only. There were so many people that just filled this room. And then once they got into pairs, we found out there was somebody who was trained as an opera singer and a chemical engineer. And uh, I mean, and she had kind of a a mishmash educational background. Uh, There was somebody who was into like crystals or somebody who just had a breakup. I mean, there were all these different life experiences and combinations. So rather than look at this room and say, okay, they're all engineers. I can make all these assumptions about them. I now have these levels of depth and nuances about who they are. And the great thing is, is that at the end of that workshop, there were people pairing up and going into the hallway, and they were like, we're going to start an app or we're having a meeting. It was, it just like it created these connections for people where they didn't realize that that person sitting over there was exactly the kind of combination of skills and strengths and innate gifts that they needed to be in contact with. So you just have to, you just have to put it out in the open. We can't just read minds and assume that we know.
0: Okay. So here's the assignment for all of the leadership habit guests. This is where you're going to take your piece of paper. This is coming from Nancy. You are going to write down what your natural abilities are and put your self-doubt to the side because we all have self-doubt. Or I love when people say they don't have self-doubt, Nancy, I'm just like what? Um, and second thing. So put your columns, right? So first column, what are your natural strengths? Second column, what are your life experiences that are unique to you? And you don't even have to find a meaning to them. Like, think about the ones that stand out. You don't have to attach it because you had said, and then do your third, which is your skills, education, back or background, and then combine them all together and look for your own themes. Don't try to make them into something to say whether or not you're enough. Just be curious about it. That's the first assignment. And I hope that everyone does that, that's listening to um, this podcast.
1: That's the starting off point. That is the starting off point. And I think there's something that when we realize that we do have a very unique combination, I mean, that's not the ending point. That's the starting point. And people will sometimes contact me and say, Nancy, tell me what my deep genius is. And I'm said, I don't do readings. I, I, don't, I can see you. I can work with you. I can reflect back to you what I see. Together, we can identify these pieces. But then the next question comes up. What do I do with this? What am I here to create? What am I here to lead? What am I here to innovate in? What do I need to communicate to the world? Like, okay, I got this thing now. What?
0: Yeah, you have the self-awareness, but what do you where do you even begin to apply it? Okay,
1: so what do you do? (laughs) Right. Well, everybody's going to be different. It depends. So for some people, it's around like a lot of the work I do is around personal branding. But the personal branding work that I do, it's not like a cute little tagline and, um, you know, uh, let's find a gimmicky title for you or or create some kind of a persona. It's like, let's just honestly, authentically and accurately explain you. (laughs) I always tell my clients, you have to control the narrative because if you don't control the narrative, somebody else will and they might not get it right perception is reality. (laughs) Indeed. So you have these, this one opportunity is around just being able to say, oh my gosh, there are these things about me and I don't know how to tell the world. I said, okay, well, let's do that through personal branding. And then for my leadership clients, they'll say, okay, well, I understand this about myself. And I, I have this, you know, personal brand. How do I communicate that as a leader? How do I use this as a leader? And so, you know what is the vision that you have for your company what is the vision that you have for your team how can you call upon these unique strengths and innate gifts to to show up fully as a leader that people will say that is the person who i am following cuz cuz if you come up there and you're just strictly technical and giving out instructions and step by steps that's not necessarily leadership that's more just here's a list of things. So you're a taskmaster. So are you a visionary leader or are you a taskmaster? And having this understanding of your deep genius elevates yourself as a leader. So you're not just, you know, barking out orders, you get people enrolled in your vision and, you know, everything seems to happen a lot easier, a lot faster and a lot smoother when everybody buys into the vision.
0: What happens, Nancy, when, and maybe, you know, this is kind of our conversation that started, you know, during our pre-call, when you do this reflection, you think about what are my natural gifts, what is my life experience, what is my background in education, and you kind of come up with this belief, right? Awareness around like who you are and how you can provide value. But then you recognize that in some area of your life, you're actually working counter to those things. So you're maybe not leveraging a strength. You're maybe doing something that you're not qualified to do, or maybe from a life experience doing something that you don't want to do. So, cause I feel like that's kind of a re- the recent choice that I made to make that resignation from that board isn't because I don't love that board. It's just from doing an assessment around like this actually doesn't work for me anymore, but what do you, what do you do? Like, what would your advice be to someone when they look at that? And you're like, and you make, you connect it back to your life. And you're like, I'm really not leveraging my deep genius. Like, how do you then start to like move into that trajectory? Well, you
1: need to make some decisions. Uh, And I don't, I never push anybody out into the deep end of the pool and say, all right, here, go figure it out. I'm a firm believer in having a foundation underneath you before you do any of this. So when I start working with people through this process, we actually will look at core values. What are the things that you stand for? What are the things that are important to you? What are the things that when they are dishonored, it gets you angry? Sometimes people say, oh, yeah, these are my top values. And I said, "Okay, tell me about the last few times you've gotten mad at anything. And then we're going to pull out what was the what was the boundary, the value that was that was crossed. And so, so then you realize, well, I was disrespected. So I got angry. So, okay. So respect is one of your core values. Did you name it? Well, no. Well, it's showing up. This is how it's showing up. And so we look at, you know, making sure that we have that understanding, making sure that we have the right words that describe who we are and our genius. Some people are geniuses at simplifying complex processes. Do you say the word simplify when you describe yourself? Do you let people know that simplifying things is one of your jams? No, you don't. You need to start doing that. Are you a person who optimizes, um, you know, things? You're always, you're like that process improvement ninja. Everywhere you look around, you're always looking at like, this could be better. And let me tell you how. There are people who just seriously walk around like that. Um, Are you that person who really senses others? And you realize that that's a a deep gift of yours. So empathy and emotional intelligence, are you, are you letting people know that? So that that's part of it. It's like, you first have to under, you have to understand those core values. You have to understand those, I call them your power words. And are, are you just kind of keeping that to yourself or letting the world know that's important. And that's, that's one of the pieces of where we start. So
0: how do you find those words? I mean, so I get being able to maybe do that assessment of yourself, but I know one of the challenges is to truly embody that because we still marginalize maybe what those things mean. So how do we begin to maybe embrace it in a way that's confident and positive and connecting with like who we truly are instead of being like, I don't know, I don't want to come off as cocky because you're not, you're supposed to, you know, just do what. Think of the messages, right. That we've all been told like, oh, like it's everyone has strengths. Don't talk about yours. How do you like, what are those barriers that will naturally come up? I think I picture just fighting off those messages. Like Jen, like you're not that great. Like everyone can do it. Don't worry. I say all of that stuff all the time. Um, I'm just a total jerk to myself. And just like some people listening might resonate with. And if you don't, I am jealous of you because I hate inner critic talk, but what do you like, how do you find those words? How do you start to actually like
1: live it, breathe it, own it? Well, I, I mean, I provide my clients with like lists and lists of words. I mean, if you want to find the words, there's lists of words. I have them. I don't know if you want to go search them, like, you know, strong verbs. I mean, whatever it is, you don't always have to say them because it might sound kind of weird. Like you don't walk up in conversation and say, I maximize productivity. It's like, <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. But if you know in the back of your head that that's what you do. There's something about the knowing. You know, when somebody has swagger, they don't tell you how cool they are. You see it, you feel it, they embody it. So you just have to let it sink into your bones and let people know that about you without you having to necessarily pronounce it. I think that's one of the reasons why I do a lot of work in personal branding because I I always dislike um, the way people are taught. To communicate because it's it never sounds natural it never sounds like it's in the flow and I think it comes on a little strong and you can say well that person's you're full of themselves and they don't really mean to come across that way that's just how they were taught I'd rather somebody feel so comfortable in their own skin that the the language that comes out when you're when you're talking about yourself when you're you're in your deep genius you want to communicate that. It's natural and authentic. It doesn't feel like you just had to suddenly, you know, pull out a script and and start reciting something that somebody taught you how to do. But there are simple ways of doing this that you, you know, there are words that we can latch onto that really energize our, our, our conversations and help people get a mental picture of you in your deep genius. But we have to find those words. And so one of the things you just touched on that you
0: do. So once you find your deep genius, understanding the three areas of that, you know, of you, that, that combine together to create a unique value. Then it comes down to how do you brand it? How do you give voice to that? And so your work is also, you know, obviously your keynote speaker, your executive coach and helping people find that deep genius, but then it's, how do you brand it? So what's the starting point? And I know that there's a tool that you can share with our listeners too, that maybe are on this journey of thinking about how do I brand myself? What does that look like? Once you find
1: your deep genius, what happens after that? It's so much fun. Uh, I mean you there one of the things I tell people is just have as many different ways of of communicating or, or being confident in your deep genius to be able to have this conversation. So don't just lie on rely on the, the one elevator pitch that you learned at, at some networking event or whatever. It's and that can serve its purpose sometimes, but but don't just rely on that. I always tell people, like they say, well, we need the 30-second elevator pitch. And I said, well, if you're pitching, like pitching for funding, going to an actual pitch fest, yeah, you have to say it a certain way because you are hardcore selling an idea right there. But if really I'm in the elevator with you and I just want to." I just want to meet another human being. I don't want to be pitched. I don't know who, you know, I know that there's that urban legend of somebody was in the elevator and they had the right thing that they said. And the next thing you know, they made the billion dollar deals and everybody lived happily ever after. You know, sometimes I just want to, I just don't want all that broadcasting in my face. I really, truly want to know you as a person. And And so what are some different ways we can do that? Now, and and you've asked me a couple of times about words. I want to throw a couple of words out. These are some of the most common ones that I, I watch people use and feel really comfortable with. But for example, I use the word simplify. There are some people who are very good at simplifying a complex process. If you do that and it comes easily and naturally to you, use that language simplify let people associate you with the word simplify or streamline or demystify or for me i was i started my life off as a teacher the word teach i mean that the verb teach it is that is me that's what i do i teach and i reflect somebody talks to me it doesn't matter who you are i mean it could be the person putting cable in it could be somebody coming over and and you know dropping off a package i could like immediately reflect back to somebody what I see as their strength. It's, I can't live my life without doing that. That's part of my deep genius. So when people know me as one who teaches and who reflects, I use that language. They know that about me. There are people who make connections, just authentic connections with people. So just think about that and put put words to it. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. So Nancy, how does our audience get get in touch with you? How can they potentially work with you to maybe help discover their deep
1: genius? Well, I have if I, you can come to my website com, and there, are, you know, a few different ways you can contact me there if you want me, you know, if for speaking, for coaching, for training, That is a really easy thing to do is just go to talentandgenius.com. There's a free resource there that I call 10 Message Starters. And this one has been so much fun. I have used this with entrepreneurs. I've used this with aerospace engineers. I've used this with um, CEOs. I've used this with, oh my gosh, um, people in health and wellness. I mean, just every kind of industry. And it's 10 Sentence starters. It's like these 10 little frameworks, almost like Mad Libs. You could fill in the blanks, but they range from everything to, you know, more of the formal, you know, I simplify complex processes so companies can make more money to I'm a cross between Mr. T and Mr. Rogers to I'm a geek whisperer. What do you do with all of those different things? And so I show people how they can create these interesting little message starters. And then like the next level piece of it is how you can even piece them together and create a new bio for yourself or a new way to introduce yourself or a new way to be identified. It's really fun. And the people that I've taught this to, as I said, they're from a wide range of, of fields everybody always has some kind of an aha moment and they'll take it and apply it like linkedin profiles start getting changed or somebody's you know talking in a different way about themselves and they're introducing themselves around a the table it's it's been pretty life changing for a lot of people
0: Yeah, I imagine it also just gives a different boat of confidence to truly appreciate ourselves and the contributions that we offer to a team, an organization, community, our friends. I I love that. So if you want to get that, the 10 or the 10 message starters, or just, you know, get to know more about Nancy's work, they can head on over to talentandgenius.com. Is that right?
1: That is correct.
0: Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for your insights on how we can tap into our deep genius. It's an important topic. And I hope that people walk away with seeing their own unique gifts. Thank you for helping them find that.
1: Thank you for having me here. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Nancy. If you want to get her tips on how to talk about yourself in 10 message starters, you can head on over to talentandgenius.com. There you can also book Nancy for speaking, coaching, training, you name it. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. And most importantly, if you thought of someone that could benefit from this, don't forget to share this with them. Thank you so much for your attention. If your organization is looking for leadership development training, looking to develop your managers into leaders, head on over to crosscom.com. There you can sign up for a complimentary two-hour leadership skills workshop to help your team succeed. Until next time.